Hey there, just a quick reminder, we have a mentorship program if you're looking for personalized coaching and mentorship to help guide you to the next level of your interior design business, whatever that might look like for you, whether it's processes and procedures or what services to offer to how to incorporate wellness, intention, or spirituality into your projects, come join us over at designcoven.com forward slash join. Or if you're just in search to connect with other like-minded interior designers, you can join our free community also located at designcoven.com forward slash joy. Hello, hello. I have dear friends on this morning's episode. We have Dan and Jessica of San Diego Urban Timber. And San Diego Urban Timber is San Diego's original local resource, breathing new life into fallen trees and other materials which would otherwise be discarded. Their business is driven through healthy collaborations between the material, their client, and their vision. In the process, they strive to steward their wood to elicit the most out of each piece and transform it into utilitarian artwork, fulfilling the collaborative visions they create with their customer. Their services include custom furniture for residential and commercial space, a full-service workshop, and reclaimed local exotic wood slabs from the heart of San Diego. And they are just so inspiring, so beautiful. I'm sure you all are just gonna want to go check them out, check out their Instagram. I mean, what they do is art and it's art with trees that have fallen and it's just really, really beautiful. The Design Coven will be making a trip out to San Diego Urban Timber in the new future. So stay tuned for that if you are in the coven and if you're not and are an inspiring interior designer, I welcome you to come on out and join the Design Coven where we learn from interior designers that are seasoned, that have experience. We learn from their failures and of course their successes, along with product training with vendors. And we also visit local showrooms, uh, studios, and spaces just like San Diego Urban Timber. And you can sign up for the Design Coven at bewitchingthehome.com. I hope you enjoy this episode. Um, please send me messages if this is something that you are enjoying. Tell me what your favorite piece was. And I just love hearing from all of you. Hello, I'm Rachel Lorraine Crawford, a creatrix of Sacred Space through holistic interior design and magic. Welcome to Bewitching the Home, where we discover new concepts, meet creatives, and conscious businesses that contribute to creating an enchanted home filled with mindfulness, intentional living, and well-being for us, our families, and Mother Earth. A home connected to our highest vibration that brings us balance, harmony, and a purposeful way of living. Alrighty, welcome, welcome. I'm so excited. Today on Bewitching the Home, we have Dan and Jessica of San Diego Urban Timber. And before we get into their story, I'm going to go ahead and set our space by ringing our bell to bring us into the present moment. And then, of course, to light our candle, connecting us with the element of fire, the element um, that supports creation because that is what Dan and Jessica are creating on a day-to-day -day basis, always. Beautiful, 
creations from Mother Earth. And I'm going to go ahead and pull us a card. I'm pulling from Moon BB Magic um, from Angela Mary Magic, who's been on the show before. I'm just pulling a beautiful tarot card to get us connected here in uh, our space with a beautiful energy of sorts. And I'll read the card right side up. It's the chariot. This is all about motion. Moving forward, going through, being unstoppable, and just taking it and running with it. So it's just like, it's just that forward energy of making stuff happen, no matter what, like through the obstacles, through all the things. It's just like, um, you know, being unstoppable and relentless. Mm. Mm. All right, so today I am drinking my Paru Blue Chamomile Tea. I haven't had it on in a while. Um, I really made this super potent, but it's usually like a lighter blue, but this is like a super dark um, blue. It's really, really pretty. So I've got some blue chamomile. And um, Deanna, Jessica, what do you what do you nourish yourselves with in the morning? <laughs> we are... Uh. Coffee oh, drinkers. Coffee <laughs> and uh, MCT oil. Um, Ooh. A little sugar and cream just to add the decadence in my mornings. And um, uh, off we go. <laughs> nice. I love it. I love it. I love it. love it. So tell me, uh, what is what is home for you um, both at the moment or individually, however you want to mm. answer that? Yeah, I've been reflecting on it a lot lately, um, not just the physical structure, which is really important um, to everybody who inhabits it or what we call family, um, but a sensation of safety and being able to rest with the people around you and to feel supported. Home has been expanding for me since COVID to include a larger community base. And even in certain ways, like people that aren't even physical, because there have been times lately that the people that you love a lot, you can't see, they're in another state, you, the quarantine or vaccinated, not vaccinated. And, um, and I've noticed that the sensation of being supported, I don't always have to have the physical person around now. I just have to know I belong. It's a sense of belonging. It's been bigger. It is. Um, it's definitely a lot of that. And then also bringing physical objects into the home recently that have, um, definitely solidified it as a, as a, a calm and, um, providing space. So a, like an armature for us to, um, to have interactions that, that feel a little more special and, um, and, and, and deliberate. Was there something in particular that you brought into your home that, that brought that? Uh, actually, we're sitting at it right now. It's a dining table um, that we, um, it's it's like the cobblers who have no shoes. It, it's, um, it, it's, it's something that we've been talking about for a while, but had to be right. And um, so it finally, finally is, has landed. So. Oh my God. So this is something you've made. Yeah. What, can you tell me what it is? Like, what's it made out of? Uh, <laughs> and I well, definitely want a photo. Yeah, <laughs> So it's a combination of some slabs that we've had for over a decade um, at, with Urban Timber, and they're, um, it's blue gum eucalyptus with uh, this bee's wing figure in it that's pretty fantastic. And um, <laughs> it was uh, actually a tree that I milled before Jess and I knew each other, and um, 
but just fell in love with wood and so kind of earmarked a couple of slabs for our table at some point and then uh and then it is sort of serendipitously the table needed to be spaced out about three inches in order to be the proper width and um this piece of uh, metal that we found in a in a yard together uh, sort of just on a saturday morning looking for pieces of, of steel we needed to own um and and it just sat there for probably five years and then and just jumped into this table dynamic so um that combined with a repurposed pallet rack uh reimagined pallet rack base and um and this cool little roadrunner dude you gotta like, check yeah. it out <laughs> oh my gosh yeah you guys are around so um i remember when i w used to work at mixture and i was you know selling furniture and, and all those things at the showroom and dan came in with cutting boards made out of avocado wood and chairs and i think a bench and maybe a table um and i just remember seeing these pieces and just falling and live with them and just wanting to touch them. It's like, there's just this sensation about your your work that it's like, you just want to rub on it. And you're just like, you know, it's just, it feels so good. And that was, I don't even know how long ago that was. That was maybe 09 or 08 or something. Um, but tell me, how did all this come about? Where where did the idea, where, what's the origin of San Diego Urban Timber? So the origin was, I was woodworking at the time, at like 2007. And um, got exposed to working with eucalyptus through a local artist, Roman DeSalvo. Um, he, he had done a piece for Caltrans and um, had milled some things and we were doing legs for the Museum of Contemporary Art for some desks. And uh, I was blown away because I bought like 10 router bits to do this job because I was sure that the eucalyptus was just going to be a bear to work with. And then um, after working it, it seemed fine and it was super beautiful. And uh, I was amazed that m more people weren't using it. And so then I started looking around on the freeways locally and saw a lot of trees just getting tossed in the chipper or in a truck headed to the landfill. So I, um, I started kind of bugging Caltrans for some trees with limited success, but did manage to open up a few. I call it cracking geodes because it's it's kind of like you never really know what's inside, mm -hmm. but sometimes you have some clues. And, uh, and then after starting to open up these trees up, I got totally hooked and um, wanted to know about what was inside all of the local trees. And so um, I would say 90% of the species that grow around here are interesting at least and, um, and, and applicable in some way um, for, for designs, whether inside or outside or for instruments or utensils or something. Mm -hmm. And so uh, just the potential of all of this uh, resource around us that was being missed, I feel, felt mm -hmm. like... Uh, was uh, was just a springboard for um, this kind of exciting concept that was just emerging at that time. There was a there was a book by Sam Sherrill about it, um, and then a conference in San Francisco that I went up to um, to just sort of get 
acquainted with the the few who were kind of writing the script on this new industry and um it was just really exciting to be at the at the front of uh kind of this this movement toward what really makes a whole lot of sense and through that process i really came to identify as a wood steward um, and as somebody who basically ushers the wood towards its best and highest good um, when it comes uh, when its end of life happens so and that's actually a lot about what what our what our symbol on our shirts is is this kind of um, the the tree being represented by the triangle and then it being on its side and having this kind of finite line of of the end of its life but then actually being circled by this this embrace and this um stewardship and then sent up uh with with multiplicity into a, a new form so so rad i had no idea i was like <laughs> i'm so glad that you shared that with me it's, so it's also fine. an LED symbol. <laughs> so <laughs> super no when you search that, apparently LED symbol comes up. <laughs> <laughs> that's Boring the meaning. But that's another episode. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Okay, so then what happened? So you were learning about all these things. You saw the wood going into the chipper. What was the next step for you? Well, basically it was uh, gathering uh, a ton of equipment. Um, because every step along the way, if you want to do more with wood or with bigger wood or with, uh, you, you know, space, you need, um, there, there's a lot that goes along with it. Um, so support of, uh, infrastructure was huge and still continues to, um, be a thing that we have to focus a lot of energy on. I think along the way that, that this, our team has grown into this kind of family dynamic that is, uh, really unlike a typical workplace um, and and that really uh, leads to some pretty cool magic happening with with the amount of care and respect and um, intention that that our products have and I think it's it's kind of like one of those things you feel more than you see but um, mm. it 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 definitely it makes it to where going to work is is usually a pleasure and uh and it, it's a lifestyle and instead of a job so um uh, that's been really nice and uh, it, i'm really grateful for the for the people who are involved and people who support us and uh, such as yourself and, uh, <laughs> yeah so when you were starting i i know you had the boards you had the chairs um was there something that sparked like starting in that that space versus something else or was it just an, an easy way to to get things going in practice or what was the well the idea um, so it? coming from an art school background um i definitely was leaning more toward functionality um than just making things for the sake of making things mm -hmm. um i guess i just didn't feel strongly enough about kind of arbitrary i Ideas and it felt more rooted in in functionality. Um, nothing, nothing against artists. I, I just didn't <laughs> like down that road and then took a left hand turn. So so function was always the thing, and then also just looking at the piece of wood and 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 doing what it wanted to do generally. So that's a big part of my job is just pairing the right wood with the right people in the right situation. And um, so, so people need tables to eat yeah. at, and they 
you know, coffee tables to drink coffee at. And, <laughs> or, um, and so the, and then the art, uh, becomes the, uh, the interaction between the functionality and the aesthetics mm -hmm. of, of the wood and then whatever other materials you're using and its surroundings that it's going to be placed in. Yeah. Um, so that, that's the exciting part, um, or one of the exciting parts. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you were doing all of this, was it at the Chula Vista um, location that you currently have all of the woodworking material or uh, equipment? It was. Yeah, so we started off at, in a pretty small shop um, uh, down near L Street in the Five. And then um, in the past year and a half, we've mm -hmm. kind of um, expanded into a, a, a city-owned property uh, just up the street, which has really allowed us to spread our wings. Now we have 30 chickens and uh, <laughs> farming and uh, music and ceremony and uh pizza ovens and uh you know it's like a playground a permaculture playground i guess in a yeah. way so we're really grateful that chula vista has given us that opportunity to uh to, to harness that potential absolutely and um, that kind of brings me into jessica how did you come into the mix of dan's <laughs> <laughs> world of beauty and wood world of dan <laughs> world of Dan actually uh, <laughs> all we're all are orbiting around Dan <laughs> um you know I had a um I'm a holistic health practitioner by training and I had a private practice and one of the things I was exploring was organite um and mm. working with um resin and I was in another relationship at the time and my boyfriend introduced me to Dan <laughs> <laughs> And um, thought that this space would be good for doing resin work. And um, and Dan and I met and I got to talk. I met a creative for the first time mm -hmm. that um, was lining up with a lot of things that I was caring about. And so that's how I got involved. I'm also kind of a jerk because Dan has to use a lot of resin in his <laughs> in pieces because urban wood requires resin work. And I was judgy about his work, and um, I thought we could do it better. If I could learn how to do resin, I could do it better. And so I learned how to do resin, and I, I feel like I've contributed a lot as far as that goes and, and our products. And that's where I came in, so I eventually dropped my practice because it became unreasonable to hold both spaces mm -hmm. and um, it was also a lot more fun to hang out with Dan during the day <laughs> doing anything like getting trees or making furniture or you know and um, also taking on the kids we Dan's got two kids and so they became a, a bigger part of what we were doing and we've always included them in the business so they're they're a big part of that that's it's all it just turned into family really quickly and how long ago was that that you, you kind of came on and joined the, the family? <laughs> yeah, pushed. Well, yeah, more than joined. I think uh, also sculpted. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, Jess is, is interjects um, uh, color, not just through resin, but just through life experience and uh, invitations to play and... Um, really expanding horizons and and everything just feels more expansive around Jess 
when she's in a good mood. <laughs> I think we can say that <laughs> everyone's better when they're in a good mood. <laughs> so um, how did the whole situation come about with this new property in Chula Vista and getting this expansive space and Tell me a bit about that. Yeah, I mean, life's a journey, right? And um, and we're really fortunate. Uh, in my background, previous background, I did a lot of work with counties and with agencies. So I have a, a familiarity with them. And someone suggested that we contact the development department in Chula Vista because trees are big, you know? And when you start hoarding mm -hmm. trees, it's, a, it's like... A situation it used to wake me up in the middle of the night freak me out and so chula vista showed up and they offered us a few different properties and one of the ones is 610 bay which you resemble <laughs> and um <laughs> and uh we used to do it as a storage area they they licensed out the space for dry storage and that was great for us and then there was a grant that was doing similar stuff that we were doing and it looked like the grant might die and so the city helped us get more property just in case the grant did need to die somewhere we mm. would have the capacity to hold the equipment or what was going on and the grant didn't die which is fortunate for the people that were doing it um but and fortunate for us also because the city gave us access to the inside of the building and that building had been pretty well ransacked by um, hooligans, I call yeah. them. And it, they had gone in and stripped her of all of her guts and plumbing. And and so the city, it's not really an operable building for most uses. But for our use, for the warehouse stuff, it's perfect. And for meeting the public. So what they did is they gave us a vehicle to meet the general public um, and to expand our business and we've taken it really seriously. It is, a, it is a temporary situation, which makes it art in and of itself. We don't hold on super tight, but we're learning to enjoy it and give it everything we have while we have it. And to also be willing to let go uh, when the time comes and to, to find out who we are when that happens. Wow. And to trust that there will be a, a, another step um, that will, um, establish itself uh, at that point i think it's been super important because as we as we do grow we are like goldfish so we do grow to the size of our tank very quickly wow and um and so it's both exciting and then terrifying at the same time because um but it has definitely led us to a um a clarity and a purposefulness of our mission because if we don't have that we're doomed um so just believing in it all the way 100 percent, mm -hmm. riding that chariot and uh and and that that's the that's where we're at right now oh my god so i mean speaking of your mission can you share it with all of us what is our mm -hmm. mission <laughs> we're supposed to write it down Do <laughs> we're supposed to i think i kind of touched on my my personal um yeah. thought is really just putting the the right wood with the right people, yeah. um, the right practices, and just uh, uh, acknowledging the wood as a, as a material, as a resource, as beauty, as this harnessed uh, time lapse of you know the past hundred years sometimes uh, that, and it's just a piece of our city that um, that 
we can be proud of and honor. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to say, I think for me, like having really acknowledging this concept of willful blindness, that there's a, there's a phenomenon that happens that even 85% of an organization can know that something is wrong and not have the courage to do anything about it. And not really just like the human psyche, it gets pretty trippy when it comes to making changes. And aesthetic beauty and beauty um, is, is a fascinating junction of mental health and visual clarity. And so one of the things that we do is we dupe people by showing them this ultimate beauty so they can't look away from the real disaster that's going on with these trees that are headed for the landfill. So it's kind of a bait and switch. We just show all this beauty and then we go, surprise, let's do something good about it, you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so good. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So how many people do you have on, on the property and are they all, I know some people are kind of doing their own sort of things, but they're also integrated. And can you share with me like all the little parts and pieces that are happening that you've created that's compound of sorts? Well, we're well, maybe 90% of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, sharers so that's the thing i don't think we'd ever make it on survivor we would build everybody a house and <laughs> you're all the food and <laughs> yeah give away our last meal <laughs> we <would do> that. <laughs> um so that's the thing you know in this sharing journey that's what's happened is we have um we're really blessed with that sensation that i was talking about with family or home that's what's shown up, especially after COVID and, and people's inability to connect in or their ability to connect in. Mm. And what's happened is our web has been re become really clear. Like people that we used to orbit with, we still orbit with. We just orbit with in a more um, interwoven way. Um, and so part of that is like Carly Ely is down there and Chris Konecki is down there and We've got our friend Mia, who has hardcore sports, is down there, and we've got some mushroom cultivation going on. And don't forget Billy, jack of all trades, and master Billy, of all trades. Yeah, we've got a roving, <laughs> we've got a roving office down there where <laughs> the best and the brightest can check their emails and tell us how to do our business better, <laughs> which we're all. <laughs> And um, yeah, there's uh, David who went to farm school down at Wild Willow and we've got Mudworks coming oh in. Gosh. And what, what we, I think, require are self-starters. We can't really, like, that's the thing with the guys that anybody that we work with, we don't, we, we employ people that we want to employ people that don't need us so much. I mean, but that's, yeah. I mean, we're... Well, yeah, and employees are one thing. And then also the, the people, the collaborators at 610 um, have definitely been offered opportunity but um, and, and support, but hopefully um, coming in with their own direction. Yeah. And, um, and you know, we're, we're, our bandwidth is, is pretty big with our business. And so, so fitting more direct other people's direction in there is uh is not really what we're about but definitely providing an armature for them to or sharing the armature yeah i mean yeah uh, and resources to uh, to make it happen because uh, i think a lot of people are really used to things being in their way yeah and um and i think when when you you 
give them the opportunity to to not have things in their way it it sometimes it actually takes convincing people that no, yeah. you actually can do this everything is right here so, so it's been fun to see the people who who take advantage of that yeah uh and really run with it and then other people you know kind of come and go and um and maybe hopefully they learn along the way and um you know or maybe come back at a later date we actually have a few employees that that have gone and come back oh, wow. and um and that and cool you know just mm-hmm. gotta test the waters and see and 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 we really enjoy being around other people other people who who pursue their own passions mm-hmm. and, uh, and 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 develop their own skill set that can be plugged in in ways that aren't just like um organized by one source but it's more of a multifaceted um journey yeah i mean talk about expansiveness i jess and and dan both of you i mean just being able to provide a space for people to dream and to go big and to like just let go right and then and then having some of that be very scary for people i'd be like well i need to like be told like i need some parameters or i need to like have some rules or whatever and you're kind of just like let's see what we can do and play yeah, totally. I think that it gets really shocking for people sometimes that they can have have whatever they want. Like when they design their furniture, I've seen some of the strongest power people crumble under mm. the ability to create whatever they want because they're not sure that they're going to want that. They like to be told what they want. Or yeah. how the size works. Yeah, but get in a catalog. Infinite, you know, possibilities. Yeah. I, I mean, actually, r- restraint or... Um, uh, limitations can actually be li- very liberating in a way mm-hmm. because uh, it gives you a at least some walls to bounce off of. But yeah, people people real like the the realization or trying to get people to realize that you know we really can make you anything you want is exciting, but also super yeah. People are used to being like, having that um, option. Yeah. So unless they're at Starbucks. <laughs> you can have whatever you want. <laughs> um, no, I just love this idea because I was talking to um, uh, a creative. She does. She was helping me with like writing, right, and like trying to get my mission down for like the membership group and what I'm providing and and like what's you know what's the goal of this? What, what are you providing and what do you want to give to you know the people that are aspiring to be designers and. Part of that is is what you guys were just saying here is is opening up the door, opening up a portal, opening up a space mm-hmm. for people to tap into and for them to be creative and to play with. Um, especially when I talk to people about like mixing my spirituality and all these mystical, magical things in with like interior design. And I remember talking to people and, and they would just look at me and be like, you can do that? Like, that's an option. Like. <laughs> Like, that's a job. Like, I'm like, yes. And it's like, yes, you can put your own spin on it. You can do these things that you love and you can make a business that's different from everybody else. And like, that's your superpower. That's where you shine. Like, I've re- like part of what I'm doing is I really want to show people that there's so many ways to do this and there's not one way. And this is just one option. And it's totally like just in alignment with what you guys are saying. Like, so I just had that conversation yesterday and it was just like, oh my gosh, you know, all these things are coming together and it's just being able to open space um, for people, right? And and to let them be their own sort of uh, journey and to let them be their own guide, but for us to kind of hold that space and say, you can do it and support them. Totally. Mm -hmm. And having people find that resonance within themselves, I just think is 
um, so huge. I mean, that's where my background comes in of having been a counselor or like having spent that time. The relationships are everything. And then it's also tuning into like, I, I think like the work that you're offering where people can bring more of themselves forward mm -hmm. and be connected to more of themselves then it makes the work easier because you can feel into, do I even like this idea? Like, how am I doing? Am I intimidated by this situation? Like, am I, am I inspired by it? And there's so much information that happens. Um, and man, you're in the relationship business too with the interior oh, design. Massive therapy. Yeah, it's yeah. huge. Yeah, I, I feel like that is my, that's one thing that I, and, and again, like, I've just been developing these relationships with all these people for, you know, over 17, 20 years. And it's like, that's, that's what's kept me going. And that's how I've been able to share. And, to, and like, again, you know, I've met Dan so long ago and it's like, I've always yeah. held that, you know, and it's like always just touching base and connecting and, um, and being able to share that with them too. Like the relationships that I built, I want to share that. I want to give back to them because when I first started, nobody did that. Like everybody was so secretive and didn't share, you know, their yeah. resources or who they use. And even now, like, you know, designers will come to me like, hey, who do you have for, you know, really rad, you know, reclaimed wood or, or repurposed or, ups, you know, whatever. And like my friend Michelle, I think she came out to the, the space and met up with you guys, mm -hmm. uh, Ms. Harrison. Um, she's oh. super stoked. Yeah, she's a, she's yeah. round. She's like she's one of those people that's like total cheerleader, like so supportive to everybody, and yeah. and, and so fun to be around and creative. Meeting her back, uh, it was probably around the time that I met you. Um, At hold it, hold it, yeah. yeah. So uh, that was and and you know went a long time without without speaking with her or working with her, but it, it was it was really neat. She's always had a real warmth to her and. Uh, mm -hmm. It's nice to come back around and just and just like know that people come and go in your life and that's totally fine. Um, and then trusting when it will return back, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's huge. Oh, I just love it. Okay, so what? Um, what do you guys? Do you have any rituals or practices that you do to keep you centered, grounded? Anything that you can share with us? I'm always looking for like other people's rituals and like, what do you do? Like, what are your secrets? Like, how can I get back in my body or how can I be in the present moment or how do I stay mindful? <laughs> we, <laughs> wow, we're wing nuts, dude. We, <laughs> and I'm coming from a place where I know about ritual and self care and. For me, I, I have women's group. Uh, I've got a couple of, I've got a moon group that I meet with. I've got a couple once a month. And then I've got another female group that I meet with once a week. And mm. uh, sharing and caring in that way is really good uh, for me. Um, and I think COVID, man, we really like, that was a massive spring break for us. Like we had so much fun. <laughs> Can't think <laughs> <laughs> that um, we've been back now we've been working on getting like re coming back into being normal people again and i think normal <laughs> <laughs> coming back into being uh effective people i don't know we're artists like, i don't know what that is we go to bed at night that's helpful 
<laughs> we drink coffee in the morning. We definitely drink coffee in the morning as our ritual. And then, you know, honestly, um, gathering as a family around a table is massive for us. It's where we can, after dinner, Dan plays chess with one of the boys or um, it's a place where we can laugh and talk and give feedback. It's a center point. It's a gathering at the end of the mm -hmm. evening. It it um, it screams what our value is. And, and it's funny that we didn't have one for a few years. And, and we also were out camping and being crazy and like not really rooted at home. So home yeah. has been shifting back for us post COVID. Wow. So I think that, I mean, like, yeah, ritual for me, I feel like is a pretty moving target. Um, I think I, I I was thinking about that question and um, realizing that I really don't don't have any like real super consistent ones. Mm. Yeah. Um, but I have, but I do have ones that I uh, that that I think about and that I that when I'm moving in my best um, space. It's, it's like I'm cleaning as I go, I'm organizing um, t tools to, taking the extra time to, um, to not be frustrated later and to really um, think through things all the way to the end to an extent, uh, which, which can honestly be paralyzing if you're not feeling confident. But uh, uh, I guess that, that more of a mantra than a, than a ritual, but um, just really trying to like really grasp the reins and and be awake and alive and uh and and make moves with confidence and clarity yeah. that's my spin on the question i love I don't it, know how I love on topic it. it. No, it's <laughs> perfect it's perfect i mean it's so different for everybody and that's the other thing too is just being able to share all the different practices and and things that people do and that it doesn't have to be rigid and it doesn't have to be the same thing over and over again that it can morph and change and and that's part of it too and being okay with it and like just you know i, I think that's it's just so important to have something to to connect with. And I love the idea of coming together at the end of the day. And I think that's so true. And I think also people do ritual or they do something, you know, that is sort of ritualistic um, and don't quite realize it until we sort of speak it out. And, you know, these are things that you were doing and it's like, oh yeah, that is something that we do. Oh yeah, we do, you know, we do have our coffee and that in itself is practicing this. So good. Okay, so what's coming up? What's, what's happening? Um, here in the, the near future, Ooh. what are you working on? <laughs> right, well, um, if you see the size of the building that we're in now, yeah. and I feel that we are growing as an industry to meet that size. Like it was big for us, funky, weird, and we went into it and put our art and our wood in there and our friends in there. And now it's being asked, I think, of us. Uh, we have the vehicle to advance this industry and we've been really putting it off for a while for a few reasons. Because once we grow it, we're responsible for it. And we haven't really known how we wanted to do that because the traditional business, like you were saying in the back, in back with when you came on and people were not sharing and they weren't resource supportive. And well, we've been taking a look at doing business with those type of people in order to grow an industry and it's not felt right for us but it seemed like the right thing to do well what's happening now is 
we're organically generating more business-minded people that are in love with what we do and starting to understand us more. And the more that we're being seen, they know how to support. And so they're coming on and contributing in a way that we can now build the bigger industry business so that we can move more trees, so that we can wake more people up, so that willful blindness thing can get broken down on a larger scale. And I used to say that we're, we come from the future, right? Like where, like five years ago, I used to tell people that I'm coming from the future where we recycle trees, where these are not wasted, where this is common practice. And we're stepping into that future now. We see people, it's common, people know about resin. They've seen all the resin that they can see. Now they're taking classes with us. They know that urban wood is a thing to use. There's HDTV things on it now. So they're asking us, like, we don't know about it. And they're teaching us about it because they're now educated about it. Yeah. And that's a shift. And one of the things that we were always moving toward is not having a sense of competition because there's so much work to do, right? Like the competitive nature, like feeling competitive or closed off or um, is not the future, the future is going to be very sharing and expanded. And that's a little intimidating when you're an artist and you know that you're going to be outgrown in your field because that's the intention, right? Especially with this material. But there's there's a, a lot of our clients are, are pushing our envelope um, or inviting us to push our envelope. Yeah. And uh, that's been really encouraging with um, some applications that are outside of our typical zone of, mm -hmm. you know, tables and chairs and things. Um, so so doing more um, furnishings for outdoor uh, natural playgrounds or just outdoor communal spaces with large timbers and uh, exploring some of the species that work for that really well. Um, now that we're we're in this for, you know, 15 years, we've seen um, some, some of what works and what could be improved upon. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's been fascinating watching some pretty big name clients invite us to do projects that we're not even all the way sure are going to like be a good idea, but they're yeah. willing to roll the dice. Yeah, and they re they recognize that we will put our best foot forward and do everything we can do in order to to make it right because we care about yeah uh, not just their project but about the wood that we're utilizing for it. I mean, um, there there's no such thing as like like scrapping it and starting it over. You know, we're yeah. gonna yeah. like do this thing and do it well. So it's yeah. important. And so, how far or how how can you guys? do this work or provide this work to anybody anywhere? Or are you guys really focused in, in San Diego? Like how far are you guys reaching? Well, so we, we can technically, yes. but uh, I really, I really put local first. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if we get inquiries, we're, we're not marketing to uh, out, outside of a local uh, audience, but yeah. occasionally we do get people who want stuff and, and we do ship things occasionally. But okay. there's there's a lot of people in San Diego, really? and and there's not a lot of people doing what we do. There are a few, um, but we have a very specific brand, uh, absolutely, and and way of interacting with 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 our clientele, and so um, you know the people who who like us love us, and the people who don't can go 
to one of our um, colleagues. <laughs> and there's some sl some slight differences, but I think uh, everybody's uh, doing uh, doing good stuff uh, for the yeah. most part. You know, we're such a drop in the bucket that it's 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 actually really nice to be able to refer people over to, yeah. like you were saying earlier, with designers. And, uh, it's really nice to refer people to somebody else who who focuses more on maybe wood from outside of the area or or right. has a a different type of mill or a, or kiln or something like that. Yeah. So so yeah, sharing their resources is uh, is awesome. And 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 rather than just giving people a, a no, we can't do that. We can go like, well, try this other guy. He might be able right. to help you out, or right. he might be able to help you out. Whatever. So yeah, and I, I think you're all, all, all the operate all the uh, the players in town. Yeah, absolutely. And you you guys are so focused on your niche and what you have to provide. And I love that you're so clear about that. And you're and may, this might just be come from experience and trying things out or whatever. But I just it's so neat to see how clear and focused and like you know you know what you guys want to do and and that is really really cool. Thank you. Of course, I love it. <laughs> You're like, oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's huge. I mean, it, it, that, that's that's a major plus. I mean, it just shows that you're so in tune with it and so in alignment with what you're doing. And I think that that is something to be said um, for sure. It's, it's, it's really, really cool. Um, so how can people, how can other designers um, connect with you, find you? Um, see the beauty that you're right creating down the in the world. Look for the big look for Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> Our website is uh, Um We genuinely have been so busy focused on getting clear that our website has been the same for I mean how young are we in that one? We should go back and look but um, the mission's always been the same. Our social media isn't really up. up. It's not that exciting because we've yeah. been focused on what building a building or like, you know, building this other stuff. And yeah. But probably the best way to see examples of our work yeah. would be on Instagram or Facebook. Um, okay. But uh, the the website shares the the, the vibe and the, um, the mission, but it's definitely... Um, I think eight years old or something like that. Yeah, and and um, can people actually go to the space, or do we need to make an appointment? Would love to come down. Yeah, that's probably the best in order to to vibe in. Really and Saturdays experience. are a great time if you've never come in before um, to kind of check it out on in a more relaxed way um, at Six Ten Bay on Saturdays, ten thirty to two. Usually there's somebody around except for Tuesdays. We yeah. try to uh, try to hide and 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 catch up on things on Tuesdays, but uh, that's a ritual. That is. We yes. bring the dog down, and we 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 have training days with the dogs, and shut the gates, and pay attention to growing our business. So, any day but Tuesday and Sunday, come on down. Basically, ten to five on the weekdays. Sweet. And then there's classes on the weekends, so we're sometimes we're just there seven days a week. <laughs> Well, you're doing good things in the world. Thanks. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you again for coming on and sharing all of your magic and um, everything that you're doing. I just, I've been a fan from the very, very beginning and um, yeah, just really, really astonished and excited to have you here. 
Oh my gosh. And we're big fans of yours, obviously. We did a tribute. <laughs> tribute. Yes, and Project you can see that. On the building. <laughs> so thank you for being one of our guardians. We oh, we hold yeah. you in high high regard. Absolutely. See you every day. And it's been nice to you evolve as a as a practitioner of of this kind of unique medley of interests and, and direction. So hmm. woohoo. Yeah. Thanks. You have been listening to Bewitching the Home. Special thank you to all my Patreon members. Without you, this show would not be possible. Music composition by Ken Seth Thibodeau. Editing by Marcy Ferry. And special assistance by Blake Ferris. If you like what you're listening to, please hit the subscribe button. And if you want to support us even more, please join me on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash bewitching. You can also follow me on Instagram at Rachel, R-A-C-H-E-L, Lorraine, L-A-R-R-A-I-N-E, and find out more information about the podcast on the website, bewitchingthehome.com.